This is Packer and Durham on ACCN and Sirius XM Channel 371. Mark Packer, West Durham, cast of thousands behind us. Beautiful place. Are you okay? Oh, this is nice. Island life, man. This is like double the commute for you, though. I mean, it's normally 16 steps. This has been a little bit more comprehensive. You okay? Uh, I got about. You look great. Conditioning has been. Well, I mean, I got my 500 steps in. The only thing we're missing is a papaya or some pineapple drinks. Uh, Other than that, we're good to go. Oh, you bring gifts. Already, somebody has come to me with a bag this morning. I'm all about the The handwritten handwritten note. note. Yeah. Uh, John uh, Hoover, by the way. John Hoover. Uh-huh. Who I, oh, I spoke with at length last night. Did you? Said, uh, Packer and Durham and ACC Network, uh, just a short note to thank you for all you do for Wake Forest, the Swiss. Oh, well. And uh, other institutions, the ACC, we appreciate you all uh, for your collection and uh, celebration. Enjoy. Go Deeks. Are those cigars? Those are cigars. I believe I'd like those to will be yours. Into the Atlantic Coast Conference Spring Meetings. Those will be yours. Don Raphael, very nice. Churchill's pack. I assume those are nice. Very nice. Okay, there you go. Well, you can walk around and just hold on to one, like you, you know, stoke, like I know somebody, like a diplomat. Yeah, like I know somebody. Thank you, John. Thank you, John. Thanks, Jen. Appreciate Thanks, everybody. Yeah. John Curry, of course, we saw last night. The yes. director of athletics. Wait, there's more. Oh, there's a clip. You need to we, keep that. Yeah, clip the cigars. You can't right. fly with that though. It's a trouble. So we'll work on that later. Anyway, already we got gifts. How are you? I am good. This this is uh, truly a beautiful place. Now this, I got to tell you, you know, I'm not a beach guy, as you well know. Yeah, well, later on, we're going to go out to the coast here and see the second your toe hits the water, you're the visiting team. The second your big toe hits the water, you're the visiting (laughs) team. That's been a theory and a theme for about 25 years. I will stick to that. (laughs) But uh, if you follow me on Twitter, I took a picture this morning about 530 with the sun coming up. I mean, it's really beautiful place yeah the ACC's not messing around no 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 Amelia Island's a nice spot in the road uh good show today in moments Mike Norvell the head football coach at Florida State uh hour two Andrea Adelson David Hale will be here we got a lot of business going on here NCAA jumped in the pool yesterday we'll get to that uh Pete Thamel will join us at the top of the nine o'clock hour he's got a finger on the pulse of all this portal coaching changes NIL Mark Emmert, all that, plus authored the story on Zay Flowers and Jordan Addison. And then Eric McLean at 9.30 with the temperament. The football coaches kicked off the agenda here yesterday afternoon with a meeting. Athletic directors went into a meeting yesterday uh, of about three and a half hours. All of that cranks up here about the bottom of the hour again on what is like the first full day of the ACC spring meetings. Uh, we all got together last night, uh, rubbing elbows and shaking hands and kissing babies and uh, discussing uh, business of the day. And I will tell you, uh, we have a front row seat with what we do for a living. Right. These are the folks at the front line. Yep. And we have harped on this for months and months and months. What is taking place right now in college athletics is uh, they will talk about it 100 years from now. That's right. The change of the college athletics. Yesterday, the NCAA passed some regulations and so forth. Uh, now we'll find out if the NCAA really wants to talk it or they want to walk it. They yep. talked it. Now let's see if they can walk it as far as enforcement goes. Yeah, we'll ask people today the early reaction to this interim policy, which as complicated as the, NFL, the NCAA has been at times, they were complicated yesterday because they really 
had a guideline and then referred to it as an interim uh, rule in terms of its enforcement package. I thought that was the interesting clause in all the statements that were released yesterday was that any enforcement prior to yesterday and a policy that is effective immediately would then go back to referring to the interim. I mean, go back and help me on that one real quick, because that was as vague as it gets. Well, basically, the collectives which have been created are now confirmed as boosters as far as the NCAA and their enforcement goes. Uh, Like I said, it sounds great on paper, right? right? People are making a move. Hey, we're going to try to do something to kind of just chill this thing out a little bit. That's all fine and good. What I want to see is, okay, great. You've talked it. Now, who's going to walk it? Because Gene Smith pointed out this could be a risky proposition in the sense that litigation, antitrust, steel, everything is coming down the pike. And you've already seen agents and other organizations go, hey, cool. You want to come after us? Let's go. Because as soon as you come after us, we're going to sue you for an antitrust, given the Alston case, which the NCAA lost unanimously uh, to the Supreme Court. So there is a lot of going on. And again, we're not going to kill you with a bunch of stuff at 7 a.m., and hit you with a bunch of heavy stuff. But yesterday, at least the NCAA took a step forward to say, listen, we're now going to try to combat all this stuff that's been going on and anything that we can go retroactive back to 10 months to July 1st. Sounds great. Now can you walk it? I want to see it first. Well, the other elements that we discussed uh, yesterday on the show, uh, as it relates to some of the football discussions, some of the conference-wide discussions, things of that nature, that stuff starts to germinate today here. Uh, at full length with, uh, with SWAs, with faculty athletic reps, with athletic directors. Uh, there are, are cross-pollination meetings that occur with some of those areas as well, FARs, and uh, as it relates to athletic directors and things like that. There is a bit of an executive committee meeting today, things of that kind of agenda. Ultimately, what do you expect from this? I think you're going to get a – now, yesterday, the Division One Football Oversight Committee also – uh, made the policy about getting rid of uh, what would be essentially division play. And I think that's one more step to ultimately seeing divisions abolished here. And if that happens, Pac, that's a big deal. Well, and that was – I will tell you now. I t- I'm not going to tell you who it was I had a conversation with last night who's a football coach, head football coach, that was like, I'm not sure this is a great idea. You know what? There's something cool about winning a division. That's right. There's something about – Hey, you know, you, you fight, 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 you win the thing, and even though you might not win the conference championship, you at least could say, hey, listen, we won Division X, Division Y. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are a lot of folks who believe the exact opposite. Let's put everybody in the hat, best two teams at the end of the day. Let's go play for a conference championship. You're guaranteed your two best teams. So uh, uh, where this goes, I don't know, but I do get a sense, and even in other leagues, Wes, yeah. you get a feeling, like the SEC now with an Oklahoma and Texas joining how they figure out their situation from a pod perspective. Is it the two best teams? I, I, that's for them to figure right. out. Uh, the Big Ten has talked about, hey, maybe we get rid of this division thing. Yep. Uh, the, ironically, the Big 12 is thinking about going the exact opposite, where they basically, because they didn't go crazy with expansion prior to uh, you know, adding the last four teams, that they create two different divisions. Yep. So we got plenty of time to get into all this stuff. Where the ACC goes with that will be interesting. Where the ACC goes as far as their corporate office will be interesting as well. There's all kinds of stuff being discussed here this week. All right, sit tight, because when we continue at Amelia Island, the head football coach at Florida State comes by to visit with us. It's got to feel like the first full year of normalcy for Mike Norvell. We'll talk about that and more. We're live at Amelia Island at the ACC Spring Meetings and Packer and Durham's Tuesday on ACC Network.
the Packer and Durham Podcast. This is the Packer and Durham Podcast. <laughs> that music, oh, that yeah. scene, you know we're in the state of Florida. Because our next guest makes his historic 10th appearance oh. on Packer and Durham. And you know what happens when you come on this show 10 times? You get this right here. The <laughs> mug. The 10th appearance. Can we get a photo of this first time we've Let's done do this it. remote? Congratulations, <laughs> Mike Norvell. You know what? I, with our I, heartiest congratulations. I, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I've been looking forward to this one. You know, you know I, I don't know if anything gets done this week, yeah, but, but you're walking you out of here with a mug. Something has been accomplished. Put that right there. There we go. Uh, congratulations. So, no, thank you, guys. Uh, this is normal now. Welcome to, like, this is the way this is supposed to be. The spring meetings and this, and we're not virtual. We've had spring football. But yet this is your three. <laughs> I w- I've been thinking about it. Uh, this is my first in-person head coaches meeting since I've been at Florida State. And ah. when, when you try to wrap your mind around that, you know, all the, uh, all the events that have taken place, you know, it is just to get to this point and to have that sense of normalcy. I know we talked about it last time. You'll be able to go through a full spring, come back, and, you know, for our guys, you know, going through spring practice and have a little bit of confidence of what to expect. This is the first time since I've been at Florida State we've been able to go on the road and actually have coaches recruiting in spring. It is just, <laughs> it is it's good to be back and to have a little, little bit of a, a normal sense. Before we look forward, uh, what was Vegas like? Jermaine gets picked by the Jets. Of course, they had a great draft and a great recruiting tool for you as well. A terrific player. No, it, was, it was a special night. And to be able to be there with the family, just um, to think about the journey. And, you know, he's talked so much about, you know, the experience at Florida State and what that meant for him. And to see it all come, uh, come into to having the dream come true to become a first-round draft pick. Um, that was one of the things that with the family uh, you just continued to come up. We are here in the green room. Uh, at the NFL draft, and when he heard his name called, he saw the emotions from the family, and uh, it was pretty special as he was walking, walking, uh, you know, up to the stage, and the family broke out the war chant. I said, "That's that's uh, that, that's that's a special we, moment." We know how cold it is for the player. What about for you as a coach? I mean, I mean, I mean, there's a lot of blood, sweat, and tears there, and I know he transferred from Georgia, but still, you, you get a chance to see and get to meet him and the whole deal. And, there, and that really made it almost that much more special because a year prior, we. Uh, talked about a vision uh, an opportunity um, you know for the things that you know he wanted to accomplish and for yeah. the things that we needed uh, not just on the field you know everybody saw the great player and the consistency that what he had they didn't get to see necessarily the teammate the work that went into every workout the the example of leadership that he provided for a lot of our young guys you know we were the youngest team in college football the last couple of years this is you know for us to have a guy that was able to 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 take that leap of faith and to come and to see it play out the way that it did as a defensive conference player of the year, you know, to be a first-round draft pick, and, and the way that he was to, able to finish as a Florida State college graduate as well. And that, those are, it was just a special year, a special story, and meant a lot to me. Okay, youngest team in college football means a good bit of production comes back. That's the number one thing on the top of the list. When I see Florida State is like 85% of the offense, 70-some percent of the defense is back. The comfort level coming out of spring is what for Mike Norvell? I mean, there's a, a great deal of excitement because there's a great deal of competition. Mm-hmm. Because with the production that's returning, we've also been able to bring in a lot of very young and talented players. Right. Yeah, we had uh, 13 early graduates, uh, you know, high school graduates. 
that went through spring practice, and we got some guys that are absolutely going to compete for time and opportunity. Uh, and then we had ten transfers. You know, be able to to bring you know to still bring guys with experience and uh, you know that that are looking for the, the for the right fit for them. And uh, you know, I think they're going to provide great things and playmaking ability for our team. So a uh, great deal of confidence, uh, but but also it, it, because that because of the competition that we have and and the way that that's helping push and develop our, our team and, and the culture that we have. Coach, here's what I'm impressed by. You know, sometimes you'll see well. Oh, we got 95% of our guys back. Well, that's great. You went 1-11. That means none of them can play dead in a cowboy movie. What I do like about your team, though, is what you did midway through the season last year. Because yeah. it could have gone sideways, right? And your guys said, no, we're buying in what Coach is talking about. You went five of your last seven. And then you start talking about, hey, they developed. They got better as the year went on, which is what good teams do. And now you talk about all these guys coming back and the early enrollees. I can understand how Florida State fans would be excited about 22. Well, you, you talk about your identity and what do you want it to be, and uh, you know anybody can can paint a picture of identity when it when it it's a beautiful day and everything's going your way, um, but when you find yourself in a challenging moment, you know how you respond in that moment, and uh, you know I think um, you know for our team it was a, an opportunity to show the belief, the, the how much they care about you, the work that they're willing to put in, and uh, we had a great response. It wasn't it, it wasn't perfect. Uh, there's still a lot of lessons that were learned, and now we have to apply those lessons, and uh, you'll be able to to, to uh, you know. A, a, apply that here as we move into this next year is it important at this particular stage and it's i guess it's okay to have it because it's there you've got this game the first game i mean is that a good thing to have that game there to work your way kind of through how you know that lsu game is sitting there and you know that game's out that's that's one of those things you've got to get to right that's a measuring stick for where you are well you know for us i mean every day matters you we're still at that point where okay. the summer the the summer workouts so those are going to be critical i okay. mean and and really for us you know we're still so new in us you know we had one year and uh, you know this this last year we were able to go through it all and you know i saw the confidence in spring practice i saw right. the confidence in winter workouts but you know now we have the summer that's ahead and i know it it, it sounds like coach talk but for where our team is yeah. it is really it, it, it is it is our reality mm-hmm. and i'm glad we had you know the 23 newcomers they were able to come in they were able to come you know be a part of our team and and you know, build those relationships but now as we go into the summer we need that leadership to emerge and then you know we've got to we've got to go and do everything we can uh, in fall practice to prepare for that moment i want to ask you about a cool thing that happened and i know there's been video captured of it uh and it has michael alford's narration a little bit you're involved in it and some other guys are too this connection of Jameis winston and jordan travis in graduation you don't get that i mean here's a guy who won the heisman trophies a national champion quarterback everybody understands what he accomplished at florida state and has done so in the nfl and then pack you get jordan travis who's this an unbelievable emerging talent in the league who's electric what was that like to see those two guys together, and then obviously to have Winston around your program yeah. for the first time in your administration? And, I mean, that was it was special. It was a great weekend, I mean, all in all. I mean, Jamison and the man that he is, you'll be able to come back and just to to really, you know, get a deeper insight to his to his experience and right. to all the things of what makes him just an incredible leader. You know, all all the stories, the the passion for Florida State is is tremendous, and. Um, 
you know, that was, like I said, it's the first time since I've been here with COVID. And, you know, obviously, the, you know, he's busy and, right. and what he's doing in the, in right. the professional ranks. Um, but it was great to have him back and to see him finish what he started academically. And then, you know, to, to couple that with, with Jordan, who's uh, also graduating with them. And for those, those two to make the connection uh, that they have. And, mm. and uh, you know, it's just uh, it really, really speaks well to, to the Seminole family and, and to those two men and, and uh, you know, who they are and what they represent. Coach, I've, I've never coached a day in my life, but I've always vowed <laughs> that if I did, I would tell the media when they asked me about my quarterback, you don't know anything until the first snap. You don't have that problem. You've already yeah. announced, hey, George, my guy, let's go. I thought his confidence after the spring game when he talked about his offense, this offense, Florida State's offense, hey, we're going to score points. I mean, that kind of leadership. And it wasn't a, 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 like a braggadocio, hey, let me tell you how great I am. There is an inner confidence with this team from an offensive standpoint that we're going to do good things. Well, and, and it's and it's through a lot of those experiences that we've had, and mm. uh, you know it's we've we faced some challenge. You know, there's been uh, you know even for Jordan, you know, just to, sometimes it, it, the availability you know throughout the years. But you see, uh, as he went through the season, just the confidence he had and things he was being asked to do. I mean, he's a tremendous player. He's a, he's a, he's de- developing and emerging as a as a great leader just because of the confidence of those experiences. And and this team will rally rally behind him. They, they you. You go and you watch the games that he's played. I mean, he's going to find a way to put us in a position to be successful and, uh, you know, really excited about what this year holds for him. And, you know, he should. We've been able to bring in some great playmakers, developed a lot of young guys uh, that have had to play early in their career. And so you know, we're excited about where we're going. All right. This is your first spring meeting. First head coaches meeting was yesterday afternoon. Uh, I know you got a lot of agenda items. What would you like to see the message come out of this as a league, though, from some of these meetings based on what you went through yesterday? You know, I think it was great to be able to get everybody together. And, you know, one of the things that stood out to me was just uh, Commissioner Phillips, you know, his involvement there with the coaches. And uh, to be able to to share you know, a vision, to, to have a collaborative approach. I mean, you know, it is a new age in college athletics. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, for us to be able to sit in there and, and to be able to point forward, unified as a league in where we're going and, and you know, what we're trying to, to push, uh, you know, with the ACC and, and the impact uh, among all of collegiate athletics. I mean, that's, that's important. And yeah. uh, we've got, uh, I'll say, we have great, great leadership, and uh, you know there is a there is a passion to make a difference and to make an impact. And you know, with with all of the the changes that have that have uh, occurred over the last couple of years, I mean, you know, sometimes that gets that gets pushed aside. Everybody just focus on uh, focuses on themselves. But the ACC is really trying to make a difference in what's best for the student athlete experience and the opportunity, and then continuing to push our conference. Um, you know ultimately to where it deserves to be among the, the elite of, of all the college athletics. Coach, there's been a, a couple storylines in the league within the last week to 10 days. Jordan Addison, Zay Flowers, the tampering conversation. Uh, how big a deal is it? Is, is this running rampant? I mean, because we only see from a distance, I mean, right. from our position. You're sitting on the front row. Is this totally out of control, or is this just an isolated case here or there? I mean, there's uh, there are things that are going on in, in college athletics that um, you know definitely have to have to be changed. And um, mm-hmm. you know, it's uh, it's unfortunate when you hear and see and and experience you know, things of uh, of outside outside entities you know being involved in 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 that part of this game because it's. It's not college athletics, and it's right. not what it's not what it's uh, you're supposed to be, and uh, it's an, it's an unfortunate that uh, you know, some of these young men are, are being put in some of those situations and even have to make those decisions because um, you know it is uh, you know it's, it's something that 
it's, it's it really is sad and uh, you know being able to to, to get back to the to the true form of, of what we're trying to do and, and to eliminate the the tampering that's going from the outside would you say from a fan's perspective somebody watching this this morning at home going man it seems like a lot's going on in college is it worse than what's at least perceived through the media I mean, How would you guess? Well, I mean, I think with some some of the situations that have that have uh, occurred, you know, you it brings a big spotlight. But not every situation is brought to the spotlight too. Right. And right. so, uh, um, you know, we we had conversations. There were a couple guys on our team that uh, that had people from the outside, you know, talking, and they were not in the portal, and they're not, uh, you know, but they're trying to make decisions on on certain. Uh, uh, on certain things for their future, and it's just you know it's that's what's unfortunate. But um, you know we're grateful for the for the guys that we have and the team that uh, we're going to be able to move forward with. But you know for for college athletics, I mean you know we want to be together here moving forward. One important thing here <clears throat> on his tenth visit to this show, I found this out last night. It's a very important note we've got to accomplish. Your daughter is a fan of this program. <laughs> There's some misguided direction in your child's life. Where your daughter watches the show? She cool. is. So Mila right now is uh, about to about to go and, and get ready to, to head to school, and I'm I'm sure this is uh, this is on this morning. So, hi Mila. There's only <laughs> there's only one thing I can say about that. Poor parenting. Poor. <laughs> well, well, I'm not going to take that as a direct shot to me because I'm usually at work yeah. at this time. So, say, uh, so, so I'm sorry, Maria. That's, yeah, Maria. Uh, for, Maria, I. No, no, Maria. It's not. It's great. We love having Mila watch the show. Mila, have a great day at school. Hey, Emila, Dad's got a new mug for you when he gets home. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Hey, yeah, there, there we is. go. <laughs> there it is. Good to see you. Thank yes, you. Thank you so much. You bet. Thanks, Coach. Appreciate Mike Norvell of Florida State. Stay tuned. More Packer in Durham. It's a tough job, folks. Amelia Allen, Florida. This is day one of the ACC Spring Meetings. We're coming back next on ACC Network. Packer and Durham. Here's Mark Packer and Wes Durham. <laughs> oh, no. Wait. What, Look, what I this? was busy yesterday afternoon. No, you weren't because that guy's in water. <laughs> what are you doing? This like, is an example of what I keep saying. The second your big toe hits the water, you're the visiting team. I don't know why people don't listen to me when I start talking about this. I don't know where this video came from, but uh, oh, holy cow. Please. Welcome back, Amelia Allen kids. Good morning. It's Tuesday on Packer and Durham. And what a unique surprise we have here, Mr. Packer. Yeah, a Buick Skylark just walked <laughs> zipping by. And who gets out of it but our next guest, of course. It's a Buick. It's our next guy. Please welcome the uh, head coach of the uh, Notre Dame Fighting Irish to uh, Packer and Durham. Ladies and gentlemen, Mike Bray. Good morning, gentlemen. What in Clean the world? Shaven. I cleaned it up yeah, a little bit. Man. I cleaned it up. We got some intense meetings coming up here in a little bit, so I cleaned it up. I've been on the phone with the lacrosse committee, very disappointed in some of their decisions, but so, uh, I'm ready to roll. So Notre Dame does not get into men's lacrosse, and I, it, look, everybody yesterday on this show, it was the burning topic about how in the world does a team capable of winning the national championship not get in, and you've known Kevin Cargan, uh, great guy. God bless him. And well... I can relate because a couple years ago, remember last team out? Oh, yeah. Oh, I remember that offseason. That was fun. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I did a double take when I looked at, you know, I'm pulling up my phone. I said, that can't be right. Let me go through this and find a seat again. 
And so, uh, yeah, I don't know, you know, I don't know what the, what is the cry? Is the Ivy League lacrosse now Big Ten basketball? Oh, yes. nice. That would be right? accurate. That's well bigger, done. bigger than life. Yeah. That would be accurate. But, they, but they only got six of the 18 bids. The Big Ten normally gets nine yeah. in, the, in the 68. Yeah, that's the and, first thing that came to mind was that comparison. But, I mean, Kevin and them played great. Sure and, 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 you know, I was at their Duke game. They're rolling six in a row. And yeah. in, that, in that win. Yeah, you're supposed to kind of remember. Right? Remember how the committee in basketball said, well, we're not going to talk about last 10 anymore. And, obviously, they're not talking about last four or five in lacrosse, even though I heard the committee went back to that a little bit more secretly basketball secretly this yeah. year so anyways there's no nit in the lacrosse right no that's it no that's uh, it and kevin had a hell of a year and i think he's the best coach in the business and uh i feel for him but i've been there man i've been there and i will take him out for a beverage next yeah. week all right speaking of coaches that were told they were going to be the last four in you knew how to make that work Oof. you went you went to dayton Oof. you got a win you went to san diego you got another win I, the momentum built, though, at the end, and then to capitalize by getting two in the tournament had to make you feel good about your it, team. You know, it was really it was a neat group that kind of came together after a rough start. We had two new faces in Wesley and Atkinson that right. we added to seniors, old guys, and they really made us better. Um, but we had the selection show at my house. And, of course, three days before the selection show, I'm like, oh, we're fine. By selection show morning, I'm like, uh-oh. This is going to be an interesting afternoon. The tension in my house waiting on the bracket to show up, uh, you know, I've never been in a pregame locker room like that. Right. And I'm, I'm starting to think, okay, what do I say to these guys if we don't make it? Yeah. Because there's no way we're playing in the NIT. There's no way. We'd be the first to turn it down. But having said that, we got in, we got over there. Un maybe the best game of the tournament was the Rutgers game. Yeah. Heck of a Unbelievable game. game. You do a reverse red eye to San Diego, right? You yeah. get in at five in the morning, but you but it helped you. You're playing on fumes. It gave you momentum. You play well against Alabama, and then you know just great one against Texas Tech. But boy, they had some men and guarded the heck out of us. So a, a neat group, a, a great finish for a neat group. And next sun, this Sunday, we'll award seven degrees: six undergraduate and one graduate. Wow. Awesome. You know, in the midst of all this NIL and transfer, isn't that kind of what we're supposed to be doing? Coach, I have said this for, I can't, however long we've been talking NIL, I said, you know, I keep hearing people talk about we got this problem, this problem, this problem, mm. but I never hear anybody mention the word education. Thank Where you. did it go? Thank you. It evaporated in the conversation. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that we have really lost the positive side of what we do and making young people men like those seven guys when i take a picture with them outside the stadium before the ceremony on sunday they're now men and mm -hmm. and you look and you go hey sure he could have rebounded better i wish he would have shot free throws better i wish we maybe we could have made the tournament it, but you know what they got their degree they did what they were supposed to do now get out there and get on with your life we haven't done a good job of marketing that side of it it's only been the tornado we're in with this other Legislation. All right, I want to ask you, you mentioned the graduate. You, you've got one, and we discussed this during the course of the season when I saw you. The paperwork on every kid playing basketball, you weren't sure if he had the possibility to come back or didn't. And yet one of the guys that you and I spent some time talking about was Dane Goodwin, and he's elected to come back and play for you. What, what did that mean to you, and how was that conversation? Because those are like the old baseball coach. You know, you're eligible for the draft. You may get drafted. You may not. You can come back and pitch your senior year or do whatever. In Goodwin's case, 
That's a huge piece for you, Mike. Huge piece. And really, it was pretty easy in that he wants a master's. You know, he wants to do what Paul Atkinson did and get a master's. And he kind of said, Coach, I think our group, him, Cormac, Ryan, right. Leshevsky possibly, and, right. and I think we have a chance of getting him back. We feel we have some unfinished business. You know, I did start them as freshmen, and we finished 15th. That's so right. I'm glad he remembered, hey, how about a little something for the effort here? Right, you know? right, yeah, exactly. Right? But that certainly starts things. Ryan, uh, the guard from Niagara, Marcus Hammond, I think gives us yeah. a solid old guard. Starling, the young guard who was a McDonald's All-American. Um, mess around with maybe a big out there, a transfer big, but you know, if Lashevsky comes back, I, you know, I, I really like our nucleus. Yeah. All right, what about this week? Right, we just talked to Mike Norvell. There's a thousand things going on with football, the tampering situation, and yeah. we get in. A th- I mean, there's a thousand topics. What about a basketball? What's the basketball angle this week? I think the the biggest basketball angle will be the name, image, and likeness, and being used for recruiting, which they're trying to reel back in. As we see, yeah. I'm not sure we yeah. can do that, and and I think that'll be a big. I, I think we're never has this week fallen on a commissioner more than now the, this stretch and I'm I know we're very excited the basketball guys because Jimmy's a hoops guy Jimmy yeah. Phillips Commissioner Phillips is a hoops guy the way the NCAA is trending with this constitutional convention and shifting some stuff to the leagues never has a commissioner been more important and I told our coaches I said you know we need to shut up when the meeting starts because we can talk in circles all day about this and that and that's not fair and he did that and I heard this which that happens and we we can waste some times um, Jimmy coach us tell us he's on the transformation committee he's on the edge of every he, he works 10 hours a day tell us how to go at this what's our talking points what's our strategy as coaches moving forward so we can sound like we're one voice does it feel weird because you come to these sometimes and you want uh rpi clarification you want strength of schedule formulas you want the chemistry of all this stuff coming together does it feel different to come here and get all the administrative and structural stuff bubbling to the top yeah i've never it's never all been right in our face like this i mean it's a it's a crossroads kind of week you know, for where are we at, what are we doing? Uh, again, the lead has to come from our commissioner a lot. There is going to be a lot of talk in that room. Well, we only got five bids. How do we do that better? Right. And, and uh, you know, same thing ACC the Cross is saying today. Yeah. We should probably get together, have a joint meeting, you know. And, and you know, I, I don't know if there's a secret sauce for that. We've gone through it. we got, we got to market our – one thing we do have to do, and I'm going to pound the table in here in about an hour <laughs> – we have to give you guys more access to us and our programs. Mic'd up during a game, in the locker room. Those In-game interviews? Absolutely. Those days of, well, you know, I want – those days are over, and we need to open it up. We have great student-athletes that you want to hear presented. Our coaches are a great group of guys. Forget this paranoia about they may get a – Nobody's trying to burn anybody. I mean, we're trying to really get our league out there and our student athletes out there, and we need to do a better job of it. And and I think that's a key for us, selling our league, yeah. letting them see more behind the scenes. Seth Greenberg and Jay Bellis and I talked about this a lot at the end of the year, and Seth will be here. And I said, you present it, 
I got your back. And uh, I think that's the first step. We, we've we got this network. I think we've got to take better advantage of it, like really letting them behind the scenes in men's basketball. I, I think Greenberg's just here, by the way, to argue some Deron Washington over the back call well, from, you know, like 15 I, I, years I ago. I can tell you what Greenberg is not here to do, and that's to pay off a four-year-old stake bet he's got with me. Because <laughs> if, if I see him, it's going to be a porterhouse hanging oh, off the edges. God. But, you know, I want to go back, though, real quickly. Uh, you, you talked about the student-athletes. The one thing Wes and I brag about with this show is that the student-athletes uh, are so spectacular show, that when I don't care. You pick a sport, you pick a gender. It doesn't even matter the interaction. And they don't know us from the man on the moon, but you would think they're next-door neighbors. And they have great conversations. They're great stories. Not only what they do on the court, on the field, or whatever the case may be, but what they're doing in the classroom, what they give back to community. I think it's what separates this league from everybody else in the country. Totally agree. And I watch your show every morning from my office desk. You'll have a lacrosse guy on. You'll have this. And you just, they get done and I go, wow, there's another one. I, I, I watch our guys. I read their quotes and I go, wow, he said it way better than me. Cormac Ryan said it way better than me. So let's start there and really get them out there. They're good. They're positive. They're they're what we're all about in this league, and I think we do do it better than, than any other league in that department. Uh, you mentioned J.J. Starling. Yeah. You had a terrific freshman in Blake Weston. Uh, great kid. We yep. love talking to him. Your expectation level for somebody like Starling, is it as high as it was with Wesley? I mean, that was a bit of an unknown. Bit of an right? unknown, yeah. But Starling's a known now. Starling's a known. I, I, I can't say I'm sitting there going – is he going to race to be a one-and-done? I, 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 he's not going to be a four-year guy. I know that. But he is going to be an immediate impact guy, and we're going to need him. Blake's story was storybook. You know, the guy down the road in local South Bend, all of a sudden, is going to be the 15th pick in, in, a, in a month. It's hard to believe. Um, but Starling has that ability. Okay. And, and I'm not going to sit here and be shocked a year from now if he's the 20th pick. I don't think... We've not really had that in our program, but now we've just hit back-to-back, and if that's the case, we've probably had a pretty good year if he can move on. (laughs) I'm going to allow you to jump on the uh, crystal ball committee a second. Uh, Your boss, Jack Swarbrick, a couple weeks ago in Sports Illustrated said, hey, here's my vision of what I think we're going to do in terms of the path that this is going down. And he talked about, you know, 2035, we could see a complete situation where there could be only 40 or 50 teams playing college football. Division one, as we know it, totally different. Uh, yes, no, indifferent. You, 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 you're you know, buying that? What's your story? No, I, I feel he's got a, you know, he has a great sense of what's out there and the climate and what's moving. And he's usually been ahead of the game a little bit at uh, bringing up issues that are coming. I, and I think he's been... He's been what? What's the phrase? Monitoring the landscape. He's been he's been monitoring. I mean, he's been watching this thing with our president, and we've wrestled through a few, and here comes some more. And, and I know our university, with our mission, we do have some concerns yeah. about where this is going. Like athletes as employees, not sure that's going to work at our place. And 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 I can't and I. I agree, but uh, now if we get to that crossroads, <laughs> you know, where do we end up? What what happens? So I, I think Jack's he, he actually verbalized what I think a lot of these administrators have been quietly saying. Yeah, um, it almost feels like, and I said this last week on the show, that there's some institutions, Mike, that will have to make a decision 
that is diametrically opposed to the mission of the institution, right? I, I totally agree. No, I, I totally agree. You know, not too long ago, as this was starting to show its head a little bit, maybe 10 years ago, I remember, what about a league with Notre Dame, Stanford, Vanderbilt, Rice, yeah. Duke want to be in there? You know, there was some talk. Right, yeah, I uh, remember. Uh, there was some talk of that, and I think behind the scenes, some of those people, and probably my AD, were... What do you think if this thing blows up? Would you yeah. be? I don't think there's any momentum behind that now. But if this thing starts moving toward a union, now, oh, now, yeah. now we're in a now we're in a really different world, and we're in a we're we're that's not comfortable territory for Notre Dame. Hey, uh, by the way, it's seven forty-one on May the tenth. Do you think Kay's out walking the new dog this morning? He's by walk, walking his new puppy. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> That would be Coach. Coach is the name of the and dog. And I don't think he's walking. You know why? He's exhausted because the pup's been up all night. <laughs> you know who's walking it? Shire. He's <laughs> <up>. <laughs> Stop it. The assistant coach still walks the dog. That's it. No, you're wrong. You are unbelievable. He's not even here to defend. Come on. I'm ready, right? baby. I'm ready. All right. Mike Ray, <laughs> you're you the guys. man, dude. Uh, Thanks, great to see you. Thanks, fellas. All right. Sit tight. When we come back, more from Amelia Island. Coming up top of the hour. A scheduling conversation, and now we've got new NIL guidance, kind of, sort of, effective yesterday, but we're not sure about everything that happened before yesterday. Well, that's next. The Packer and Durham Podcast. This is the Packer and Durham Podcast. Oh, yeah. there we are. Yeah. Through the swamp we go. Yeah. What could possibly go yeah. wrong? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fan boat. That'd be you. You're in a fan boat. I can see that happening too, right? Uh, there is not enough bourbon in the state of Florida <laughs> to get me in one of those right boat? now. No. no chance? At the front of the fan no. boat? No, because you know what? What do you do when that thing conks out? What, what do you do? You, you stay out there. With mosquitoes? Somebody comes by and gets you. Mosquitoes look like F-14s right. too. Mosquitoes and gators? Mosquitoes I'm going to pass gators. on that opportunity. I'll you stay right here. Movies? Is that the no, deal? You I'm think stay, it comes on the boat with you? I'm going to stay right here on land. You guys can go out there and be Crocodile Dundee all you want. I'm going to pass on that opportunity. Non-next for the Pack. Non-next. Non-next. Uh, welcome back, Packer and Durham. We're live at the ACC Spring Meetings at Amelia Island, Florida. Andrea Adelson, David Hale with a full roundtable uh, coming up at the uh, in the 8 o'clock hour here. All right. We mentioned this at the top of the show. Yesterday, the National Collegiate Athletic Association offered some guidance the word guidance was used in the in the in the documentary fact the document released i should say i am not going to rag them because they're at least attempting to do something which i think is needed beyond right. belief so like i said earlier they've talked it excellent right okay. you read it you go okay good you're going to go after boosters who are directly contacting student athletes tampering situation name image and likeness etc what i want to see wes is the walking part. Right. I want to say, okay, enforcement committee, department, division, whatever you are with no subpoena power, right. knock yourself out. You want to go retro back to July 1st? Sounds great to me. All right. So now what are you going to do about it? Okay, here's, here's the part I want to read, and this is straight from the document that started out, dear colleagues. <laughs> the guidance is effective immediately for violations that occurred prior to May 9th, 2022, the board directed the enforcement staff to review the facts of individual cases, but to pursue only those actions that are clearly contrary 
to the published interim policy. You don't look at me like I'm a lawyer. I, I don't. It sounds like I said, you've talked it. Awesome. Slow clap for the talking. Now let's go walk it. Now let's go after whoever you believe is out there using name, image, and likeness as an inducement to signing great classes. Okay. I will also say now, there's also been counters to all of what the NCAA did yesterday from agents, from other individuals that went, hey, we haven't done anything against the rules here. Right. If you want to come after us, come after us. Because as soon as you think that we've done something and you're going to go ahead and slap me with something, we're going to say, hey, that's anti-lawsuit. It's an antitrust lawsuit and off to the races we go. I'll go back to what Gene Smith, the athletic director of Ohio State, said. He said this is kind of a risky approach, but it's something that we've got to do. And so, like I said, the talking is fine. Now let's go walk it and see where this thing goes. Do you believe that where we are right now means that it has to be, somebody has to be sent packing in order to establish kind of a fastball? I think that if you're the NCAA, yeah. And if you get a sense that this is completely, totally out of control, right. you need to make an example of someone. Okay. You know, right. I've said before, I was having conversations last night with a lot of coaches. I know you oh, were, too. Oh, oh, wait, 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 hold time wait out. a second. Wait, 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 come wait. on, just come on through. Just come on yeah, through. Yeah, just walk yeah, right in front of you. Just walk right Live by. television, oh, anything can happen. Smoke. No, no, bring the cup with you. You'll need the cup. you got a microphone and a cup. I'll hold the cup. Get the microphone. <laughs> This is exactly tink what, tink. <laughs> this is exactly what we envisioned when we said we were going to go live from Amelia Island. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the head men's basketball coach of your Wake Forest University Demon Deacons, Steve Forbes. Morning, guys. <laughs> uh, nobody told me to wear pants. I heard that the uh, meeting room is really cold. Yeah, it is. I tricked the assistant coach one time. When I was at Illinois State, I told Daniel Rimes, hey, Daniel, you're the new head coach of Cleveland State. Yeah. Hey, when you go down to that tournament at the Milk House in Disney, it's the hottest gym you've ever been in. No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> and so he wore, like, the lightest clothes you ever wore. Yeah. And he called me, like, the first session. He goes, you are the worst. Yeah. And so I just saw Brad Brownell. I said, thanks a lot, Brad, for telling me we're having our meetings at the Milk House. <laughs> Mike Norvell joined us and said, this will be my first in-person head coach's meeting. Yeah, I'm, St I'm Steve Forbes Zoom. I'm a, I'm a Zoom guy. <laughs> Steve Forbes Zoom? Zoom. Steve Forbes iPad? Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is my first day. Hey, hey, that's how you really look? Yeah. Well, it's a good thing you don't have much to talk about. No, we don't have anything to talk about. We never do. Wrong. We got a lot to talk about. By the way, uh, I really enjoyed sharing gout stories with you oh, last night. We, we no. became medical oh. experts in the corner of the room last night. It's good night. to know that America knows I have gout now. That's wonderful. <laughs> um, well, you know what tink tink means, too, so I won't bring that up. <laughs> Maybe a little kidney stone. I don't know. But uh, he's had a kidney stone. I'm well aware. Uh, yeah. I'm there every morning. Is this what happens when you get older? <laughs> I'm there every morning. Is this what happens when yes, you get older? Yes, it is. And we're all in the is same. Is this what we talk about? Yeah, it is. All right, cool. For how we know we've reached a certain group. I'm cool with it. Um, you know, the ACC Coach of the Year does get perks in an oh, event like this. I bet. No, I'm just telling you. You're going to run the meeting, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> when you get a chance to walk in that room, ACC Coach of the Year, you, right. you get to sit at the head of the table. I'm sure I do, so I can take notes for everybody. <laughs> I, I get it. Uh, I was born yesterday because I had to do it last year, too. So me and Cla Clausen and I, I guess, are like the king yeah. of running a meeting, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. So if I had to ask you, what's the number one thing you want to come out of here with? <clears throat> what wow. would that be? I like some clarity on um, where NIL is headed. 
I think everybody would like to have some of that. Just, you know, if, if we can. I don't know if we can. But just to kind of listen to everybody talk about it, peer-wise, listen to the league talk about it, and uh, what the parameters now are, guidelines, and just give us some type of uh, path to where we're headed in recruiting because um, we're still recruiting. You know, I, I still have two scholarships, three scholarships right. available. And so um, I just think it's something that we, we, need, we need some, some, some help with on where we're headed with that. Uh, speaking of, we, we've talked about tampering a lot uh, here in the last yeah. two weeks. Uh, is it as prevalent as it appears on the surface? Well, you know, this is my 33rd, I just finished my 33rd year, and I will tell you that um, just calling around in the portal, when somebody would go in and then ask him, not the, not maybe the player himself, but the coach around him or, you know, the coach on the staff, that that player already knew where he was going. Mm-hmm. So I do think, you know, I'm not here sitting here pointing fingers, but I do think that there's a lot of that going on. I do think that a lot of the players in the portal this year probably already had an idea of they were where they were going before they went in the portal. I do believe that, yeah, for sure. But, Steve, that's counterintuitive to what this process is supposed to be because you're supposed to – and, look, yeah. you've been recruiting long as you've been coaching. Right. Because you understood yeah. – and, and we yeah. talked about this during the season at the junior college level, you knew kind of what the system was. Right. And now you're – obviously did a great job at ETSU and now you're here and you've seen this. But this whole process now is counterintuitive to everything about recruiting, Right. Because it's yeah. not only do you get them on campus, and then it's, hey, they might be gone after a year. They might be gone after two years. you got to bring guys in yeah. to build your program. I think it's almost impossible. It's hard. You know, we do have some really good young guys in our program. And I went in the portal this year and got younger. You know, we've gotten three guys out of the portal, I believe, at least two that are, that are um, sophomores. Right. Right. And so I do think that's helped us a little bit, uh, maybe a little different strategy. And last year, there was a lot of older guys in the portal last year based on the extra COVID year. And there was a lot of guys that took another year because of COVID to, for college. And I had three of those guys. This year, I went a little bit the other direction. You know, we got a little bit younger. Now, we're still a couple older guys, that, that one older guy that we got. But, yeah, you got to try to have some continuity, you know, in, the, in your program the best that you can. You can't live in the portal. Right. I think it'll swing back towards high school players a little bit here pretty soon because I think <clears throat> that there'll be less and less guys in the portal when that when – that, uh, and I'm talking about quality players now. I'm, you know, I'm not talking about just numbers. You know, I think with the eligibility changing where that extra year is going to phase out, I think that changes the NIL changes it. And, I, and, I, and I'm a, I just feel like NIL should be about retention and not recruiting. You know, I, I really believe that. I don't have a problem with somebody, you know, monetizing their name, image, and likeness, um, you know, from what they've accomplished or achieved at Wake. Right. But for recruiting, I, I just don't think that's where it should be. Well, get ready for your meeting because uh, Bray has already been on, and he said he's ready to pound the table. He's ready to go. Well, Bray, we have the same birthday. He's just older than I am. But um, <laughs> we'll, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to go in there. I didn't see him last night. I'm sure he's concerned about what kind of ball we're using or something like that. So we'll have to work on that for him. And, uh, you know, I got a big job ahead of me. I got Paul can't run the meeting without me, so I got to get going. All right, so here it is. Year one, you take this job in the pandemic. You're 
Zoom, Steve Forbes Zoom. Yeah. For two and a half years, now you get to go to these in in person meetings. Right. Are you day and night from where year one was now at Wake Forest? Oh, yeah. I mean, you saw it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're we we we. I don't even know if day and night's the right word. Yeah. Um, Solar system. Yeah. I'm still. I feel like I'm still on that wheel. You know, after that first year, but we're, we're, it's starting to slow down a little bit, and yeah. uh, we're excited. You know, we felt like we had a great year, 25 wins, and um, you know, and I'm going to go on here and figure out why we didn't get in the tournament. There you go. All Good right. to see you, brother. I'm playing my ball on that one, too. Always a pleasure. My secret's your secret. Yeah. <laughs> Steve Forbes, kids. Steve, thank you. Now the show's really started. Look at this. When we come back, we will do with the schedules. Divisions or no divisions? There are pluses and minuses, and we'll talk about it. Hour two from Amelia Allen on ACC Network. Packer and Durham.